welcome to the Hip Hop Scotland podcast and today we've got Nikita. How you doing? Hi Sanjeev, I'm good, how are you? I'm alright, thanks, I'm alright. Uh, just been really busy with a bunch of stuff. Uh, how about you? Yeah, good, just had a chill day. Yeah, nice, nice one. Um, but yeah, so I don't know, people might not know who you are, so um, just give us a wee kind of description of kind of your music I suppose you could start with that yeah so my name's Nikita as you said and I would say that my music sits in the R&B genre but also very open to drawing inspiration from everywhere everything um I'm a singer songwriter based in Edinburgh and yeah that's that's about it yeah nice one um yeah I think it's quite interesting to get a like I'm always trying to get a, a wide variety of artists um, that aren't, I suppose, that aren't necessarily hip hop. But I suppose I just want to make clear that I do want to. But even though we're called hip hop Scotland, mm-hmm. um, it's more kind of hip hop influenced artists. Um, yeah. And I think you're definitely that. Um, because obviously you do sing on a lot of sort of beats uh, and things like that. So. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I think like all these genres, they really do like marry very well together anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I think they all kind of cross over mm-hmm. um, in a lot of ways, especially kind of nowadays, the way sort of people, I feel like people aren't really that bothered about genre anymore. It's yeah, just stuff that sounds good. I think it's quite an important thing to me, actually, even though I define myself there as R&B, to not like put myself into a box you know I think especially like with people of color it's really really easy to like box someone's music into oh this is soul this is R&B when like a lot of the times like it's really not yeah 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 I definitely agree with that um and it's something that I will kind of want later on to sort of Mm -hmm. um South Asian background um that we both we both share and yeah I'm kind of happy to be representing more South Asian hip hop artists. Mm-hmm. It's, um, so, it's so yeah. nice to meet more of us as well in the industry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I feel like um, when I started, like there wasn't really any, but I'm glad I'm starting to find uh, to find those Scottish South Asian hip hop yeah. artists. <laughs> I felt like that too. I felt like you know I'm the only one, and then like <laughs> I put out a song, and then so many other South Asian artists approached me, and I was like, wow, there's more of us. Yeah, <laughs> that's a quite niche, really, isn't it? Like, to think about it as Scottish mm-hmm. South Asian hip hop. Um, yeah, it's like its own little genre niche. Nah. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think, as you mentioned about being South Asian, how do you think that has impacted you generally? Um, like, kind of growing up and as you were making music, what did people sort of expect? So, I think definitely like first when I was younger, not even putting music into the equation. Like I found it quite difficult to like be proud of my culture. You know, you would you would feel yeah. like the odd one out. Like you would want to you'd feel like embarrassed about your cultural like clothes, the food, everything that now like as I grow up I'm really starting to like appreciate again and see the beauty in, you know? Um and I felt like there was a big disconnect from my culture growing up. But especially like when I did start to write music and like delve into like what topics um were playing on my mind and stuff I would really just 
feel that connect to my culture again, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. I think that's good to see that as like a way to connect with the culture and music um, has always kind of had that, um, had that as a really strong sort of part to it. Yeah, definitely. Because, you know, you're going to be writing about issues that like are, are that you're struggling with maybe sometimes yeah. and that could be with like how you're brought up or different, like just cultural differences, because we know that even though we maybe do connect with our South Asian heritage in lots of ways, there are still yeah. lots of ways that maybe I don't so much agree with, you know, mm-hmm. that's not necessarily a bad thing to to have certain parts that you resonate with more, I think. But yeah, yeah I definitely I definitely want to like in my career as I as I go through my career be be a voice for like people who feel the same way where they maybe felt that disconnect growing up, but like so we can learn to love our culture again. Yeah. Yeah, I think there is sometimes a conflict between kind of hip hop and maybe different like South Asian, um, there's a conflict between some of the things that are like typically part of hip hop mm-hmm. um, that may kind of not be typically part of being South Asian. And I think um, just kind of stepping away from that and just saying that we cannot, you don't need to sound a certain way or talk about a certain thing mm-hmm. just because yeah. you look a certain way, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. Do you feel like it's mostly a lyrical, a lyrical thing? Yeah, yeah, I get what you mean. Actually, I think it is. Um, yeah. yeah, I think, I don't know what you think about that, since you're actually, like, a song, like, making lyrics and stuff, mm-hmm. writing lyrics. I um, don't know what you think about that. I think, for me, actually, that's, like, a big a big area of, like, um, where both paths cross lyrically when I'm writing and um, maybe writing about something to do with my culture r&b is sometimes you know it can be like sexual music which is Mm -hmm. not sometimes like it for example you know like not something that my parents would want me to be singing about (laughs) and like it is just like trying to find that balance of still being able to like represent yourself and everything that you stand for while respecting your culture at the same time yeah, I think as well the fact that we're in Scotland and we're not exactly surrounded by many other um, like kind of South Asian people growing up. Well, I wasn't anyway, so I don't know if that has an impact on sort of what you're into, if you get what I mean, like other than family. Um, yeah. I think it definitely can, yeah. I personally actually had like quite a close-knit group of Asian <laughs> friends, just like family friends, but we wouldn't see them that often. It would just be like the monthly get-together or something like that. Um, but I definitely like, I think a lot of, especially music-wise, that didn't really come from, um, initially it didn't come from my family it came from just me like finding my own taste discovering artists because my family were not really into western music whatsoever so I didn't get any of that part of my music taste from them anyway but I got the other side from them that's quite interesting actually because I would say like growing up um obviously like Indian music and Bhangra and Bollywood was obviously on a lot Mm -hmm. um in the house but obviously my mum and dad were um were born like here so 
um, there was like Western influences. So there was like, especially like Bob Marley. Um, oh, really? So it was a big influence to me and my and dad because they grew up in Birmingham at the mm. time. And as you know, like Birmingham is super multicultural. Um, so yeah. yeah, they picked up bits like that. So yeah, there is definitely some a sprinkling of Western uh-huh. um, influence from mum and dad and obviously like my brother who is into like rap and hip hop so I kind of oh. got that from him as well so yeah that's interesting like the way that you grow up definitely shapes your music taste so so much <laughs> like my parents they were born and raised in India so I guess that's why I only really got the yeah inside from them but yeah yeah it's quite interesting like that the influences that um that kind of impact you but what like growing up you said you had a lot of like kind of Indian music but what else sort of influenced and inspired um I guess your your music taste um I actually I would say my first I can remember when I was about 15 the first artist that I kind of was obsessed with was actually Taylor Swift I just remember (laughs) I don't like I don't know why I was like so so obsessed I had a Taylor Swift covers account on Instagram that <laughs> solely to singing Taylor Swift songs but I think it was like mostly just her like I looked up to her songwriting a lot at the time and like it really did help me get into writing actually that's probably like the, the first time nice that one. I song yeah um and then it really did just progress like I remember it really did start with me being like interested in pop actually because after that I remember like Ariana Grande I was obsessed with and then um, from that it kind of because she has like a little bit of R&B influence like she like it's not really so much in her mainstream music but um, she's done a lot of like covers or like you know feature songs where she really does like so showcase um that soul for soulful sorry part of her voice um yeah and from there like I discovered the whole world of R&B which one of my favorites now actually is Jhene Aiko I would say she's like my favorite artist of all time probably and then like discovering the whole world of like UK R&B as well like yeah um, not even R&B, like some of my like biggest influences now actually, like Joy Crooks, Arlo Parks, Ravina, nice. like they're kind of like not genre set. They're quite fluid, which I like about their music because like the the melodies, the writing are like the focal point, I think. But yeah, like a whole whole load of influences. Don't have time to go into all of them. Yeah, um, you're talking about... Um... Ariana Grande is somebody that okay. I do listen to like um as you said like not our like not our kind of main singles mm-hmm. but the other ones do obviously venture into quite a lot of R&B and trap as well yeah. um which I quite like yeah definitely I really want her to put out an album in that kind of style you know <laughs> yeah yeah me too that'd be really cool so yeah. what about like your kind of hip-hop influences has it always been more on the R&B side of hip-hop or I into like rap and things like that as well? It definitely has been more on the R&B side, but like I do love listening to rap music as well, but like it's Mm -hmm. still something that like I am discovering like more and more artists every day, but rap-wise, I really like Loyal Corner. I'm like 
obsessed with the whole kind of like melodic rap kind of subgenre, yeah. you know, South East London. Like it has this gorgeous kind of rap scene. Um, I've been quite into Dima recently as well, who like, good. Yeah, we're actually me and Random Brown Kid are going to be supporting Dima in on the 6th of August at um, Sneaky Pete's. Ah, sick. Yeah, I saw that actually. We're super forward to, yeah. I'm trying to think what other rap artists am I into? Little Sims, of course. Yeah, legendary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's quite a lot actually. Yeah, and any I've been loving any recently as well. Yeah, sorry, what was that? Any. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, I think I've heard of any. I don't think I've listened to her though. Um, oh, okay. you definitely should. She's amazing. I think I first discovered her actually when you know um, the song "Peng Black Girls." Have you heard it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So Georgia like featured on it, but it's originally like an any song, and she's like a very very talented rapper. <laughs> Oh, nice. Um, I quite like George, is it Georgia Smith? She's good. Yeah. Because she's mm-hmm. had a lot of kind of tracks with um, mm-hmm. like rappers, like, uh, like um, that track with gigs in it is pretty good. I quite like that one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, like, Georgia definitely does that. Like, she, I think I was watching an interview with her a while ago, and she actually sometimes, like, her writing process is that she'll write over, like, drill beats. Yeah. And then I think that's how she gets, like, such um, a unique sound because, you know, obviously, like, she sings very, like, melodic R&B music, but it has got that kind of, like, drive behind it. And that's why I guess she's done so many, like, features with rap artists and stuff. Yeah, it's definitely really cool to see that um, that more melodic um, sort of flow on beats. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was going to ask, actually, since we're talking about more in the new wave um, melodic stuff um, mm-hmm. do you think that's a lot of it is kind of misunderstood um, to a lot of people that kind of don't like it or prefer like conscious lyrical rap do you think um, why do you think that is if that's the case why people don't like this type of yeah like yeah compared mm-hmm. to like conscious um, kind of lyrical stuff I think maybe because it's like I know a lot of people who will listen to like drill, grime, like yeah. full on like rap. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whenever like I suggest like a more kind of melodic rap artist, yeah. they'll be like, oh, nah, like I'm not into that, not into yeah. that R and B chill shit, you know. Sorry, yeah. I just like <laughs> No, you can swear on you can swear. Um yeah, and then there's like other people that I'll speak to who will be like more into like the R and B or like mm-hmm. chill, like indie music, and they'll be like, "Oh no, I don't listen to rap." I think it's because they're like, it's like a subgenre of two different things, and then a lot of people can just be like close-minded to it. But yeah, one of my favorite niches of music, to be honest. No, I definitely agree. Um, I do really like see my influence are quite wide, so like. I love old school rap, like mm-hmm. like like Nas and Tupac and all that stuff. And then yeah, I also really love the new stuff. And I feel like that's quite um that's quite rare. And I feel mm-hmm. like the new generation is so much more open-minded to different styles of music. Mm-hmm. Um so I think I think that's a good thing, obviously. 
yeah definitely I think as well like as musicians it is kind of you can always hear when someone has some of that old school influence like I I love some old school artists like you know in the R&B genre like I love Whitney <laughs> Mariah also yeah. like more kind of rap part like I love the roots I love the roots so much like you yeah. got me is like has been on repeat for like the past few weeks and Erica Badu ah just love them so much and I think like it really brings like the aspect of soul back into your music like because I feel like old yeah. songs they just held like a lot more subject matter and there's a lot more care put into the songs sometimes I think in terms mm-hmm. of like you know they thought about every aspect like what the chord sequence would be like what the structure would be and sometimes we yeah. can just lose that with like four chord like simple songs <laughs> in the modern day but there's also so many artists that like do still put that into the music in this modern time yeah i think a lot of people sort of blame it on sometimes the artists for not taking that care but sometimes i feel like because of the current like how music works now it's so fast yeah. Um, and I feel like people try and concentrate on that in the moment kind of hit rather mm-hmm. than that sort of longevity or that sort of like soul and like yeah. effort behind it is more for like that one hit to get them started if you get what I mean um, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of people kind of have done that and then at, at some point like at the beginning what to, to kind of make your name you can do that I feel like um, and then after that, you can actually make more of what you actually want to make because you've got kind of more of a, a sort of fan base behind you sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, definitely understand. I think, yeah, you're right. Music can be very, like, commercially driven these days. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I guess that's why also people don't tend to put out projects when they're first starting out anymore. Like, it will be, you know, like, singles after each other to kind of, like, build that following. And then, you know, like, the debut EP comes. But I actually, like, that's something I'm still trying to, like, navigate myself because I've only released, like, one single so far. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm just trying to think if I want to put more singles out, if I want to do a project, because I think there is still something that kind of speaks volumes if you do put out a project even though you don't have a big following because then you're able to put out like a an art piece that you've created with a whole vision behind it and a story behind it you know even if you've not got that many people to tell it to I still I still like the premise of that yeah um I do relate that as well mm-hmm. like the kind of effort and to put out like a project but I was talking to um, another rapper actually earlier on today we were just talking about how um, kind of make the money to go into an album yeah. sometimes like it's hard to put that much money into it when like a couple of singles can make the exact same impact Yeah. Um, so I think it's kind of it's that that's really difficult to decide when say you're just starting out like like you or me um, like can I decide just to put singles and EPs out for now until mm-hmm. um, I can get like a bigger budget for an album so yeah, yeah I think there is a like, I know artists that I've been releasing music for like four years um, and I've never released an EP or an album um, which is mad to think of that yeah, but that's just me too. Me too. the way the industry is mm-hmm. 
because also like I feel like most people who can afford to put out an album actually as an independent artist a lot of the time like there's funding involved which is like a great thing if you're able to get it but obviously everyone isn't and it's just really like all the costs do rack up for a project that big.
So um, yeah, you've got a you've got a single out, don't you? Called it's Aphrodite, isn't it? But, yeah, yeah, for day three, like the Greek order. Yep. Yeah. Um, so that came out, was it a month or two ago? Yeah, it came out on May 13th, Friday 13th, actually. <laughs> nice one, nice. <laughs> um, so yeah, tell us a bit about your, um, your single. So um, I remember I actually said earlier, sometimes I won't write if I'm not feeling inspired, but this song, it did start, I wrote it when I wasn't feeling inspired. Um, <laughs> My flatmate, I was talking to him because he he studies film and we were just saying, you know, like, oh, we've not written in ages, not been feeling creatively inspired. And he was saying, I just force myself to write sometimes when I'm not feeling inspired. And he said, I think you should go do that. So I went through to my room and then started like I was on my laptop looking for inspiration. But then I hit the I just like hit the keyboard, did like a little keyboard slam and like it auto-corrected to Aphrodite on it was Pinterest that I was on <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm a little bit of a Pinterest girl um <laughs> and then like the images that came up like it did just like instantly strike inspiration um and then like I just started like writing a song about the Greek goddess, like looking into her story as well. I found it like very interesting reading all the like the legends because there's so many different stories. Yeah, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I started writing about how so basically she's like the goddess of like love, lust, like yeah. so much sexual energy and everything. But like in a lot of the stories, like for ages, she never actually found her true love. Um, but she'd been like healing so many other people with her kind of power. Um, yeah. So I was just writing about relating that to personal experiences because I feel like that is actually quite a relatable thing. Like so many people can be so sexually empowered <laughs> yeah. and not find, you know, a true deeper connection. Um, I found it relatable at the time and that's just really how the song came to be. That's really cool, actually. I like how um, it just sort of started off, off of Pinterest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's quite, um, it's quite 2022. Yeah, it is a little, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah and then I, collaborated, I collaborated with my college friend who made the instrumental for the song and it all just like married really well together. We used like... Um, harp as one of the main instruments in it because I'm pretty sure actually Aphrodite had a harp um and like when I play this song live as well I know a harpist who also goes to college with me and it just really all marries together so so well yeah that's a pretty cool story about um how that came about have you got anything planned um for further singles or not really yet So yeah, I was talking about how I'm not really sure about my release plan at the moment. I've got like a lot of material that I wrote about a year ago, um, but it's really, and then I just, I keep writing more and I'm not sure what I want to put out, how I want to put it out, but I think I'm going to release another single soon in the next few months. Nice one. Um, It's always hard to decide when to release, isn't it? Like, yeah. I had that problem. You don't know if you want to release too often or like every few months, every month. Like mm-hmm. it's so hard when you're starting out to to, yeah. to know what you're doing. You've um, got to like 
find the perfect the perfect amount of time where you don't leave everyone waiting too long <laughs> you don't like do it too yeah, soon people either. don't like forget about you and forget you yeah. just in sort of like, yeah. yeah exactly <laughs> don't want to be like a one-hit wonder i know and then like oh it must be good being like kendra lamar though where you can oh. literally just release whenever you want and yeah. you would never disappear like mm-hmm. What was it he's like? He's like, I've been going through something, one thousand something days, but it's been like, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it was like it's almost five years because I don't count Black Panther as a like as a project really from him. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's like his project. It's something that he worked on, but I don't think it's like you know. Yeah, it was alright, but I didn't. It was I thought it was actually quite average for Kendrick, the Black Panther one. I know he like sort of just collaborated it but I was so excited when the new album came out I don't know what you think of it yeah. oh my god me too I love it so so much like I did really like the Black Panther soundtrack as well but I think obviously because it was for a movie he couldn't like put all he wanted yeah and everything and between like and just behind the whole vision of it but I'm so so in love with the new album yeah I just feel like emotionally like he's so um he's so connected to his emotions and like the way he translates it into words is just there's not many people that that can do it like that like that yeah. can turn his emotions into like words it's just it's insane but exactly. he's very very poetic and I've seen like a lot about just like the parallels between like damn and this album um, and I think this one is a lot kind of like um faith focused and stuff yeah you can really like hear that in it and even just you know the like kind of interlude thing where it is um, so good down to that argument thing um that oh one, yeah, yeah <laughs> that's that amazing one that one hits i love it it just it reminded me of like when eminem like rapped about kim and stuff like that it really reminded me of that but mm-hmm. and i kind of a fresher way yeah because I think some of the songs, like, on that album, you know, like, as we're saying, are very poetic, and he managed to put, like, all of the struggles that he was going to in, like, say it in, like, a beautiful, subtle way. But this one is yeah. literally people, like, screaming at each other, but it has yeah. the same effect. <laughs> I like how he's just going in on the topics that people are scared to talk about. He just goes mm-hmm. in, like, yeah. backtrack, um, yeah. and just amazing, like, stop dance, tap dancing. Um, around the conversation and I think yeah. that's something that's so true about like now I feel like people are always scared to say what's really on their mind but I like how he just went in and yeah that was just an amazing definitely, album definitely because like in this generation it's so easy to like tiptoe around certain things because <laughs> of like cancel culture yeah. all of that. but like he really did just go for it and say it and I do respect that there is artists that I suppose get it can get away with it more than others. For example, like mm-hmm. if me or you said what you said, yeah, like I feel like that's kind of unfortunate that it almost depends on who you are. It depends on what you can say in a way. Um, yeah, you're right because I personally would not say what he said. No, like. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like yeah, I feel like anybody else would have got like cancelled or something, but. Yeah, I um, think it's because he just he's established like what he stands for as an artist yeah. and people wouldn't have like taken what he meant in the wrong way, maybe. Yeah, 
Um, I think it's good though that he's talking about stuff that like he's kind of using his weight, if you get what I mean, to to mm-hmm. actually make a difference. Yeah. So it's good to see that. Definitely. I'm not trusting all night time. Falling into arms with the wrong eyes, my God, high. So very high. Jesus doesn't have heart bound. Who am I supposed to call but the dark side trouble finds where I can hide? Just 
So we're going to move on a little bit. We're going to talk about, since it's a Hip Hop Scotland podcast, um, we're going to talk a bit about the local scene and kind of what you think about it and and also who, who you sort of listen to at the moment within the sort of Scottish hip hop scene. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm from Edinburgh and like the scene here is actually like a lot, a lot bigger than people would expect. Um, but yeah. Edinburgh and Glasgow both, like they have so many amazing artists. One of my favorites, one of my like close friends as well is, have you ever heard of Jada? Um, nope, don't think so. So Jada, like they put out their mixtape earlier, I think it was about a year ago, and they're like the perfect kind of live rap artist. It's called the Lotus Mixtape, and they collaborated with a whole load of like local musicians, and it's like it's such a beautiful project. Um, yeah, they're one of my favorites. Like cool. Mhm, and also another one of my close friends see I think that's the beautiful thing like in the like local scene there's so so many talented artists and then you all just end up becoming like best friends <laughs> through it um yeah yeah it's yeah. cool um having that like obviously local artists that like, you can actually like you know what you can kind of relate to them more if they're from like your area I guess and it builds that um those sort of relationships yeah, definitely. And you're all like navigating the same kind of issues together as you like go through your career. Um, yeah, the more artists as well. I really love Nova. Do you know Nova, Nova Scotia? The yeah, truth? I know Nova. She's, um, she's really good. Yeah, also one of my closest friends. And like I am obsessed with Reup and the whole of what would Nova do as well. And, you know, like, yeah. she's just she's on it like she knows what she is doing as an artist like she's just constantly like moving up the ladder and yeah going places for sure um also peace sweatpants you know peace sweatpants um sweatpants oh yeah 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 um, yeah yeah also close friend um and like I think it's really really cool actually how Nova and peace sweatpants both um like have you know come from London originally and then moved yeah. here and you can like hear that influence in their music and I really like that yeah I do think um it's really cool to hear kind of that all the influence of an artist like kind of in their music yeah. I think it's quite interesting definitely like we were saying with us you know like our South Asian influences like shaped us and then there's everywhere like everywhere that you travel everywhere that you come from like you could hear that in your music there's so many artists I love the Scottish scene so so much and I'm so proud to come from here um I'm also do you know MC Salem yeah yeah Um, he's performing at pictures me um I saw that actually that's cool Mm -hmm. and he's like such an inspiration to me like I went to a, a gig that he put on a while ago in Dundee which Dundee actually has a really cool underground music scene um, and he put on like a showcase of like a few DJs, like P Sweatpants was playing there as well, like all out of his own pocket. And it's just, it's so nice to see independent artists like supporting each other like that. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. Um, really cool to see that. Yeah. And uh, he's a legend. I was talking to him earlier on today, actually. Um, oh, really? Yeah, he's a really nice guy, actually. Yeah. I do love that about Scottish scene. Like anybody I've spoken to, 
Mm-hmm. Like, it's just been so welcoming. Like, like for me, I only sort of, like, I started making music in lockdown, so, mm-hmm. like, people could have just, like, could have just random guy that just started making music. But, mm-hmm. like, instead, they've just been so welcoming, like, they've been trying to help. I thought, like, just spoke about how the, the industry works and stuff like that. And yeah. I've had Zoom calls with people and they're just like, yeah, just give me a shout and we can have a chat. And Definitely. It was so nice. Yeah, because Scotland is pretty small, you know, so that's, it's just like everyone is like friends helping each other. Yeah. We're, all, we're all in the same boat. Like I remember when I first met Nova, actually, like we just grabbed a couple of beers and we were just like talking about the industry. And, you know, like now we always look at each other with like any any questions or any anything you know yeah it's so cool that like kind of the power of music and about artists that I now like talk to often and I've got like yeah the friends are pretty much friends now and yeah just talk to often and sense each other's stuff it's just yeah it's a really cool little little community yeah um, that we're a part of and Mm -hmm. I think artists should be proud of the kind of scene we've got here Definitely, yeah. Like everyone is so so welcoming, welcoming. Like you said, like I like I didn't know any of these people before I started making music, and then you know, just like the more you get into it, like the more connections you build, but also just like the more friends you make. Yeah, exactly. Like sometimes people focus on. Obviously, it's good networking, mm-hmm. but it's also good just like making friends, and that like just talking to new people and hearing new voices and new opinions is what it's all about I think yeah exactly I feel like honestly that is what networking is isn't it like (laughs) it's essentially just like making friends it's not as like um formal as people make it out to me no it's literally just yeah meeting somebody up for a pint or whatever yeah exactly (laughs) well that's that's what it's like for me anyway I prefer it in the kind of most informal way kind of like this podcast like mm. I don't want it to be dead formal because I think it cuts out a lot of a lot of conversation that you wouldn't really have um yeah. so yeah. yeah but yeah definitely um everybody should check out your new single um yeah. which is actually also on the the Hip Hop Scotland playlist um mm. shameless plug but <laughs> there you go um yeah. yeah, so give that playlist a follow um, if you can, and also check out that track. Um, but yeah, I'm going to do... I brought this back, actually, for, for the, um, the last episode. Mm-hmm. Um, that's coming out with Clar- Clar- uh, Clarissa soon. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know Clarissa, but um, she's a really cool, um, really good rapper. I, I may have I may have seen her on Up to Standard actually. Yeah, you probably have actually. She's been on that um a couple of times, but the game is basically this or that. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna give you like two artist names or music related things. Okay. And you're gonna pick one uh, and say why. So Ooh, okay. um I'll start off with a a difficult one, but I think I know the answer already. Okay. Um, Georgia Smith or Jane Eichel? Oh, Jenny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a difficult one. I love them both in different ways, but Jenny, she just speaks to my soul. 
Yeah. Fair dues. I think I would actually pick Georgia for that just because mm-hmm. I prefer her. I think she's got kind of more tracks with like rappers and I kind of prefer that. Yeah. Like the kind of mix. Um, so I would actually go for Georgia, unfortunately. <laughs> but for <laughs> me, like Janae, she's honestly like my meditation. Sometimes yeah. I okay. listen to her like to literally meditate. Like she just heals me. Yeah, I get that. That like I've got artists that um that do that to me. It's normally like Nirvana, um, which is like my favorite band ever. Uh-huh. Uh, and then also like the like just so late old school West Coast chill out, um, like boom bap that really just chills me out. Yeah, I know music is literally therapy sometimes. Yeah, I wish to like prove but like I know there has been things that has proven how the impact of music but just like the impact of music to your state of mind like mm-hmm. like sometimes if I'm in a really dark place I would just stick on Bob Marley full blast mm-hmm. and it just lightens everything up yeah it literally it does like I, there's people who are actually just music therapists like that is a very like niche job role but yeah really like explore it more because it truly is like healing yeah um it's kind of like what so our charities like Nord of Robins that I've been involved with um Mm -hmm. that are really great at that and also Drake Music Scotland so um I work with that are really great at kind of doing music therapy and bringing it to people that um kind of feel left out I guess so yeah 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 especially like working with you know younger kids who <laughs> yeah. are not doing that well mentally and then like urging them to like get into the making music and some some people love it so much yeah and also um I think this is probably more from my point of view but for a lot of disabled people that um like find it difficult to make music and engage mm-hmm. with music um for example, like people that can't physically play instruments and things like that, uh-huh. um, they do a great job of finding ways to assist people to get involved because music's for everyone, like yeah. for at the end of the day. So, yeah. Definitely, definitely. I We're actually, a bit off topic there, but yeah, what was that uh, you were going to say? Sorry. Um, no, there was like a point in my life where I was going to like... Um, do medicine study medicine Um, but I decided it wasn't the right path for me and I like volunteered and stuff in like hospitals for a bit but I remember like my favorite part of the whole work experience was actually just like teaching teaching one of the patients in the rehab ward she was a girl about my age like teaching her how to play guitar and then I was yeah like the music was my favorite part of this whole experience maybe I should rethink my career (laughs) (laughs) That was kind of like me with like outside of journalism, but now I'm into music, so like I'm trying mm-hmm. to kind of combine the two. Yeah, exactly. In a way, so I'm just glad like you've pro- you're probably the same that you found music, um, and that that's probably your main passion. Yeah. So are you, are you kind of glad you found music? I'm so so glad, but like yeah. <laughs> I guess like the healing aspect of it is something I really want to incorporate into my music, like sonically, lyrically, yeah. like, and literally just use it to help people. Yeah, I think there is, like, that sort of spiritual aspect as well of music that um, a lot of R&B does, um, like, incorporate, mm-hmm. which is cool. Janae especially, like, she literally incorporates, like, 
frequencies into her music with like singing bowls that are frequencies for healing. That's so cool. Yeah. And I really want to do that. But singing bowls are expensive, man. They're like hundreds of pounds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We've got a couple more. Yeah. Uh, Cardi B or Nicki Minaj? Mm, I'm going to say Nicki. I don't actually listen to either of them that much, but yeah. I prefer Nicki's tone. And I really like some features that she's done as well. Yeah, I'd always go for Nicki just because... I think our general catalogue and rap ability mm-hmm. is like head and shoulders better than, than Cardi. And also she's yeah. better at singing as well. So mm-hmm. and I think lyrically, lyrically as well, I do definitely yeah, 100%. Like his music. Especially that feature on a that Kanye song, which is ridiculous. Monster. Oh yeah. It's, no, that one's sick. That one's sick. Actually, um, have you heard her feature with Ariana Grande, Bed? Yeah, that's a tune. Yeah, I I love that one. It's one of my favourites, actually, from both of them. But like, That's a really good tune, actually. anyone knows that song. I'm like, why? It's such a banger. And, uh, yeah, that's a tune. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I had Nikki, like, that feature I was talking about, to me, is up there with, like, the best, like, rap verse features, like, ever. Like, it's that's just true. ridiculous, man. Mm-hmm. So good. Um, but yeah, since we're on the topic of female artists, do you think that um, do you think it's more difficult as a female artist, or in your opinion, similar to being South Asian, is it like a an expectation? Yeah, definitely. I think it's the whole like intersectionality thing. There's whole like layers to what yeah. can make it more difficult for you. And definitely yeah. being a woman in the industry, like I've already experienced quite a lot of typical like problems and stuff. Just I yeah. feel like you can be taken advantage of sometimes. Um and it's all things that you have to navigate. But it's good when you have like a support network of women around you who've gone through the same thing maybe. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, I think it's definitely something we need to talk about and are talking about more. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think pop girls, I don't know if you've heard of pop girls, are making a massive impact on um, female artists in Scotland. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you saw the article um, in PRS magazine the other day, but basically, like, I think that was a Spotify algorithm. Yeah. That favours like male artists, um, and they basically are trying to change that pretty much. Mm-hmm. So um yeah. definitely check that out. Mm-hmm. It's like it's such a big problem in terms of the algorithm, but also like you know, lineups, like festival lineups are actually just horrific sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Like all the headliners are male. I think it was like wireless like a year ago or something. Yeah. It was there was literally like no female headliners whatsoever and if there were any like even if they were very big names they were put down in the small print yeah it's funny because see whilst this year um mm. i think they've got more female headliners than males so i think they're kind of been like holy shit yeah. <laughs> like yeah. we actually better do something about it Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you see it happen large scale on like giant festivals like wireless, but also just in like local ones sometimes as well. Yeah, I think it's it's like scaling it down as well. Like you can't always start at the top to change it. You need to 
work your way from the bottom to sort of make an impact as well. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important um, as a female artist to definitely like pick and choose what opportunities you do take because some of them, you know, they may they may not be respecting female artists and they may not have a diverse lineup. Sometimes you have to know like when to put your foot down and just say, no, like this isn't what I stand for and I'm not going to do it if the lineup doesn't change. Yeah, like in terms of gender and like race as well even yeah just general minorities um and yeah something that i'm trying to highlight about disabled artists that Mm -hmm. are literally no like literally non-existent um Mm -hmm. i think there's a reason behind it like it's not just the fact that say people don't need music like it's deeper and more like kind of institutional in the fact that venues aren't accessible um yeah, yeah it's, it's too expensive to get instruments that are adapted and all mm. that stuff but yeah i'll save that for a, another time but yeah i don't know what you think about that coming from somebody yeah, that isn't to say what i guess is quite interesting to hear it's such a like dangerous and stupid mentality to have to say that disabled people don't make music like <laughs> of course they do and like there's just like uh, yeah like as you said accessibility using like the whole notion of oh they don't make music as an excuse to like <laughs> it's just no like that's not the case you know yeah and i'm glad that now like that is slowly changing it's not changing fast enough but just mm-hmm. that whole mentality needs to really needs to change um but yeah i've got another couple for you um We'll go for Drake or Ariana Grande. Oh, I'm going to go with Ariana there. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Controversial, but yeah. She's still like a major like singing, singing the shower artist for me. Always put on her music when I'm getting yeah. ready to go out. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, I'm going to go Drake. Just mm-hmm. again, like he's just got a ridiculous amount of bangers. Yeah. That get forgotten about sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I do like some of his like features as well, like his one with Janae. I knew I, you probably knew I was going to say. That, I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, from time, <laughs> one of my favorites. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of other artists that can you've thrown me a bit since you don't listen to Future and Young Thug. I can't believe that. <laughs> Kendrick Lamar or Nas? Oh, okay. I'm going to say Kendrick, I think. Kendrick, yeah. It pains me to say, but I just, like, I really adore his lyricism so much. He just speaks (laughs) truths in such a beautiful way. Yeah, Kendrick is definitely top five category Mm -hmm. of all time, but for me, like, Nas, it just, to me, is the greatest of all time. yeah. He definitely inspired like every every rap artist. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. 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 And just Elmatic, like as literally like if you think of hip hop and an mm-hmm. album as that album is what you would take to me. So mm-hmm. it's mad. Um but yeah, I wanted to ask you about actually like, the the kind of crossover between R and B and hip hop as we kind of talked about mm-hmm. before. Um 
yeah, do you, do you kind of like it? Um, and yeah, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's they, as I said, like they marry so, so well together. <laughs> and like, you know, like there's so many um, kind of of those, like that melodic rap genre that we were talking about is really just like a mix of both of them, I think. And like, I love um, doing features with people and working with rap artists is definitely something that is like on the horizon. If you if you keep a lookout, that's some things will be dropping. Um, yeah, I think they go so, so well. Yeah, I do like um, just that combination of like the old school combination of like a singer on the hook as well. Um, mm-hmm. It just really works nicely. It's just so, mm-hmm. um, so smooth. But yeah. yeah. And then even like um a rapper's verse, it just adds like that <laughs> rhythmic section and like it just switches things up. They go really well together. Regret away with freight Not so many ways that I can butter it and say I can only get on my hands and knees and I'll pray I cannot believe the fucking day I had today But I yeah. keep all of the regression all yeah. out of the way I Losing sleep, losing pee, I've been on my own knees If only I could go to better days Wide awake and up the flats, fuck it up Been on my jack, trying to claim alone Figuring the way to get them back It was a normal Saturday Manager acting a prick, see me up on my braid back lay one minute literally nothing big man had his hands up in my face talking smack it seemed mad i had to bang him in his face and i now i lost my job what the fuck is this think i lost my wife and she took my kids yo she took my kids she took my kids what a fucking prick what a prick nice guy and i'm taking away like suddenly i blinked and i was sweating the scrape Inviting the demons in my head so that I can play I wash away the feelings of regret away with freight Not so many ways that I can butter it and say I can only get on my hands and knees and I'll pray I cannot believe the fucking day I had today But I keep all of the aggression all at the way
mention, I don't know if you saw Sido Musawala um, passed away. Um, I don't know if you listened Sorry. to him, but like Sido Musawala. Um, no. I don't know if you listened to him, but um, basically he's like he's a Punjabi rapper uh-huh. um, that died a few um, a few days ago, week, about a week ago. Um, I, and I just wanted to mention, like, um, I just wanted to mention him and the impact that that he made on so many South Asian people in terms of hip hop. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wanted to mention that, like, how I don't know if he had any of his tracks, but he's got a lot of kind of mixed with like Western artists. Mm-hmm. He's pretty much like one of the first um, kind of Indian rappers to do that. So I just wanted to. To oh, mention him, uh, yeah. just to say that, I yeah, rest in peace to him. I'll definitely have to check him out because, like, that kind of fusion is so amazing, and it's such a shame that he's passed away. Yeah, I love like the fusion of different languages as well. I think it's really cool. Um, mm-hmm. and just kind of as we were talking about, just bringing in all those, all those influences, um, yeah, which is always good. Definitely. I think I discovered like so many artists who do that kind of fusion by listening to the Asian Network, BBC Asian Network. Yeah. It's been so amazing for discovering artists. Yeah, big shout out to them. Uh, yeah. They're doing a lot for the South Asian community, um, or, or every South Asian community um, across faiths and all that. So, yeah, big up to them for, um, I think you were on it, weren't you? That's what I noticed. Yeah, so I think that's like how my first single kind of like first came to be known. Um, Jasmine heard it, Jasmine Tucker on the introducing show, and then she chose me as artist introducing artist of the week. Um, I had a little interview with her, and it was just it was so so amazing. It gave me like so much exposure, helped me discover all these artists, and yeah, it was it was so great. Big shout out. Yeah, that probably gave you like so much confidence, like going forward, that you mm-hmm. are making like music and the fact that like it is going somewhere. Um, yeah, I think definitely. that always gives you confidence. Mm-hmm. And I met so many cool like South Asian artists and like not artists, just like people in general who like you know they really liked seeing someone have a platform like that. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely good. Yeah. But yeah, is there anything else that you wanted to mention before we um wrap up? Is there anything you want to say to say to the people? Um if you want to come see me play <laughs> live, come to my gig <laughs> at Central Bel- Belters Sneaky Pete's on the sixth of August and Random Brown Kid will be there as well with Dima. It'll be like I I just love the genre mix that we've got going there and the the diversity all of us being people of colour, it'll be a great night. Yeah, go get um, go get that. And definitely everybody should go to that gig because I know it's going to be a banger. And I've been talking to Random Brown Boy as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's hyped for it. So, yeah, it's going to be a good show. Yeah, for sure. It's actually a question that I just thought of, actually. Like, mm-hmm. how do you think the culture... The culture differs now, um, like in twenty twenty two between the two. Like, do you think obviously India's a lot more Western um, than it than it ever has been? So, yeah. 
It does seem to be actually. Um, I've obviously not been for a while, but <laughs> yeah. I think when I go this time, I may experience it in a completely different way. Like it is definitely a lot more Western in certain aspects. Mm -hmm. Like you know, my cousins, some of them who never could speak English before, are now like fluent in the language. Yeah. Um, and I speak I speak Telugu as my like mother tongue. Um, okay yeah and like I'm improving I'm, I try and improve every time I go there like it gets better um but like I, I do struggle like with the with the like language barrier sometimes and not being able to fully communicate everything that I want to with my family and it's actually yeah. difficult. um and like I but I don't just because now a lot of my family can speak fluent English you know it's not something I want to stop improving like my Telugu because I feel like it's very very important to have that skill and maybe pass it down to if I ever decide to have children or whatever it's just important yeah. to have that you know yeah it's definitely important to keep um the kind of culture going in terms of things like that it's definitely something yeah like it's slightly like westernizing in certain aspects i still think like it's it's still so culturally rich and it always will be i'm hoping but yeah so cheers for coming along i know we went a bit off topic here and there but i kind of yeah. like that when we just have really a chat about mm -hmm. different things so thanks yeah. a lot for coming on and we'll catch you at some point mm -hmm. awesome cool yeah it was great having a chat thanks Sanjeev.